Hello, and welcome back to another week at the Dare to Try podcast. I'm Britannia. I'm Annika. I'm Johanna. <laughs> welcome. Before we dive in um, into last week's Dare, how's everybody doing? So good. I was thinking about how fun our dares are and like how far we would take our dares. And I, I would like to think that eventually we'll get to the point where we have, you know, copious amounts of money. So we'll have a dare, like go to the airport right now and take the first flight out of there. So something like that. But I was curious, would you guys be okay if we had a dare that was so crazy that we ended up getting arrested <laughs> not like breaking the law but maybe like I mean maybe breaking the law but like a disturbance but not like hurting anybody and not a serious crime but something that you know maybe trespassing or something we're we talking misdemeanors <laughs> or felonies here definitely not a felony <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm open to the experience. I'm not trying to encourage anyone to break the law, but I think that you can get questioned by the police and be detained without doing anything wrong, just doing something a little strange and a little bit different. But then again, I've been in some uh, situations before, so maybe I'm a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I... You know what he's saying? I don't want to be arrested. Like that terrifies me. <laughs> but like, I, who I wants guess, to be arrested? No. Well, unless it's like sexual, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not safe for work. Oh, oh. Um, no, I was thinking like, I guess I've done some illegal things myself and I've even bragged about it. Um, but... I don't think I'm willing to really do anything that gets the cops called on me. Unless, I, I don't know, there's lots of Karens in the world. So I guess I could get the cops called on me for anything at this point. So who knows? Well, and we could do something that looks illegal. Like I, I saw this TikTok with these guys um, and the, the title was things that look illegal but aren't. And there were these college students that were literally taking a couch out of their truck and walking it onto the beach. And that's not illegal. You can take furniture, you know, chairs and umbrellas and benches onto the beach. So though it looks illegal, there's actually nothing wrong with taking your living room furniture out for a good time on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds awesome. Yeah. I was thinking like, you know, running across a baseball field and like a security guard chasing you down or something, or like going too slow on the freeway. And then the cop is behind you, but you don't pull over right away. And you just well, keep driving. We don't encourage people not being safe. So I do like the idea of you know, doing something, you know, fun, like running across a baseball field, but there has to be intention and purpose. It isn't just to run across. It might be to run across with a bouquet of flowers to give flowers to the umpire because umpires get yelled at all the time and they deserve to be acknowledged and appreciated. So I think that would be kind of cool. Something intentional and purposeful that might push the lines a little bit. Uh, 
but uh, I'm, I'm up to experiences. And I, isn't that what we're doing this podcast for is to challenge ourselves and to do things that people don't normally do? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like there was one time that we were stuck in traffic in the middle of the freeway, like completely stopped after the Holy Festival at the Hindu temple color festival thing. And we were literally stopped on the freeway and I got out of my car in the middle of the freeway because we were stopped and got in the car in front of us. And I had no idea who they were. and their door was unlocked and I got in and I just sat in the back and I was like hey guys we're at the festival too and they're like yeah what's up they're like just kids my age and then I realized that could have been really dangerous but I also knew that it was like a parking lot so it's not like they could kidnap me I mean I guess they could keep me in the car but we'd be stuck in traffic (laughs) anyway the cars started moving and I was like, oh crap, gotta go. And I jumped out of their car and I'm like sprinting down the freeway because my friends left me and I'm trying to get back in their car. So that's dangerous and probably not smart, but it's a fun story. <laughs> it is a fun story. Uh, it is a fun story. You know, there could also be other dares where maybe we're not doing anything illegal, but again, we're doing stuff out of the social norm. So you're going to a concert and you're, maybe it's an intimate concert. We're not talking Garth Brooks, but it's some local person that you paid $15 to see and you have a giant sign and you're like, whoa, yeah, I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like sign, sign my shirt, sign my shirt. And they're like, start crying. And- <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. So, you know, let's, let's take it, let's reel it in, you know, in, in sales and in business development, you want to have these big, crazy ideas so that they can be reeled in. So let's take doing something illegal and reel it in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open to those crazy experiences. The more that we do, the more that I learn. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm loving this podcast and this journey with you guys. Me too. Yeah, me, me too. too. Um, yesterday I was just at the store and, um, Kaden and I were looking to buy some more ammo because we want to go shooting this weekend. And I was just waiting. We're at the store and it's, it's, it's like, a it has like clothing there too. And, and not just guns and hunting stuff, but it's just like a you know, everything kind of store. Anyways, this lady comes up to me and she starts talking to me like she knows me. And she's like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, good. How are you? And I have my two daughters with me and she's like, hi cuties. How's it going? And they're like, good. And they're just like talking to her, like they're friends already. And I'm like, what the heck? Do I not know something? And I was like, do I look like I'm meeting you? Cause like I'm in front of like this case for guns. And I'm like, I don't think she works here. I was so confused. And she then points to this rack that's right next to her and has leggings on it. And she just, while she's talking to me, Hey, how's it going? Grabs these pants without making eye contact. And she's like, have you seen these leggings? They're for guns. There's a gun holster built into them. And she just goes on talking about how much she loves these leggings. I'm like, that is so cool. Like, I love leggings. And I've been wondering how to conceal my gun with leggings, you know? She's like, they're amazing. I'm like, super cool. This whole time I'm wondering, why is this person (laughs) talking to me? 
And she just puts the pants back and goes up to her husband and starts talking to the person that actually works there. And then they go home. <laughs> and it was just so interesting. And I, I just loved how she was so open, talked to me like she knew me. I don't know if she confused me with someone else and played it off really cool or she, she was just open. But it kind of gave me an idea that maybe we should pretend to work somewhere and start selling the products that's right next that to That would be so funny. Like, hey, that would be, be so funny. I'll be at Joanne's Fabrics and be like, oh, you're making an apron? Wonderful. Have you tried this, Metallic? <laughs> Sheer material. Oh, snakeskin aprons are all the rage right now. So funny. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to do anything illegal or anything. I mean, I already crossed those ones off my list, but I just, I I wanted to see how far you guys would go. I thought it'd be fun to, to talk about. Um, but I also want, well, I was going to say we have an announcement to make, uh, about an important fundraiser, but I was, should we do it at the end or should we do it now? No, let's, I mean, let's, let's do it now. We're talking about our week and what's on our mind. You know, Annika, what's on your mind? What's this fundraiser? So my best friend um, used to live in Ukraine and she absolutely loves the people there. She has friends there. So it's really close to her heart, the things that are going on in Ukraine. And so she's creating a fundraiser this weekend. If you are happen to be in Lehigh, Utah, and we could post the details on our page, but there is going to be a fundraiser all day, April 23rd. The, the coolest thing is that they are doing an improv show, some really hilarious people. So you can pay for this improv show and 100% of the proceeds will go to helping Ukraine, um, giving them supplies that they need and things like that. So just really cool thing that there's good people out there and they don't need a dare to go serve people. They just, this is something that's personal to them and they want to help people. And, and she just had a baby. So she's just amazing for doing this. Oh, that's awesome. And what a fun way to gain awareness and to share the love. I have not heard a fundraiser with a improv show. Um, so good cause, good experience all around. Yeah, it'll be good. So we'll, we'll post that on our Instagram so people can get involved if you're in Lehigh, Utah. And if you're not, get involved with somebody else. Maybe that'll be another dare of ours to get involved in a local charity and go to their meetings or donate money or see how you can help the local fundraisers going on around you. Yeah, that's good. I mean, we should always be thinking how we can serve others and how we can give back. Um, so thank you, Annika, so much for sharing that. Uh, Johanna, um, besides randos talking to you in the store, <laughs> uh, you've had a good week? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I got a little bit of a raspy voice going on, but you know, it doesn't kill me, makes me stronger. <laughs> or it will actually kill you. So yes, that is. Yeah, we'll find out if I show up next week. Right. <laughs> well, you, you sound great. You have that nice, sexy, sick voice that I'm always a fan of. <laughs> Oh yeah. You want to come over later? Yes, I do. Uh, so with that, let's remind everyone of last week's dare and see how everyone did. So last week, our dare was to uh, write a heartfelt letter to a personal letter, but to a stranger. 
and um, envision this person that you're going to give the letter to, write it out, carry it with you, and be inspired to hand that letter to another person. So um, how did this week go? How did everybody do? Did you all do it? I did. Yes. Johanna, <laughs> Johanna has a look on her face. Um, I'll go first. I don't normally go first. So I'll go first. Uh, so I was so excited about this. And like most things in my life, I envision it being big and spect spectacular. So in my mind, I was going to write a letter for every day. I was going to have a giant like uh, envelope that had all of my letters in it. I was going to write secret notes to people wherever I went. Like I just, I had this idea of how it was going to unfold. And of course life happens. And, um, I didn't get seven letters done. I didn't write quite as many love notes as I wanted to, but it helped me keep a perspective of, uh, putting thought into every note message, even email. So one of the first things I did is I decided to post um, some motivational messages every day on my personal Instagram, because though that is not a personal message that I've handwritten and given to someone, it is an inspired thought. And perhaps it will come across to someone and it will, will touch them personally. So that was the first thing that, that I decided I was going to do. Um, the next thing that I did was I did sit down and I wrote three letters. And I decided that I was going to envision the person that I was going to give them to and um, just see uh, who I came across. And so the three letters that I wrote, I titled them and um, each one of them had a different theme. One of them I wrote on the outside of the envelope, uh, you are the hero of your own story because I wanted to make sure that whoever got this letter, they knew that they should be the, the center of their story, that they're the hero, they're the leading actor. Because I know I used to feel like a supporting actor in my own story. So that was really important for me. The next letter that I wrote uh, was, I'm glad you're here. And uh, just letting them know that they're exactly where they're supposed to be and um, they're exactly where they need to be and they're exactly who they should be. And then the last one that I wrote was, um, I'm grateful for you being uniquely you. And um, so each one had a theme that I wrote out and I was able to give two out of the three. I still have one of them in my purse, but it was so crazy because I, I wrote these early in the week and then I would go on a walk and I would see someone that would be so perfect to give the letter to, but I didn't have my purse. Oh, I was like, dang it. And so then I would go so, to the store and for some reason I dress, I just grabbed my card or my wallet and not my whole bag. And I was like, oh, this person would be so great to give a letter to. So I, I just found myself in these moments that I could give a personal letter, but didn't have it with me. So instead, in those moments, when I saw that person, I just energetically was like, oh, I'm so glad that you're here. And just gave that like love from my heart. And I, I hope that they received that, even if we didn't talk, even if uh, I didn't give them that physical letter. But on Saturday, I was able to go out and be around people and I had my purse and I had my letters 
And the first person that I had a chance to give it to, I was in the bathroom. I mean, come on ladies, that's like the best place to connect. And I, there was this woman, oh my gosh, she was gorgeous. She has beautiful like peasant top on these mustard pants, this fabulous hat. And I couldn't help but just awe like in who she was. And I didn't think about giving the letter when I first saw her, I just was feeling her style. And I was like, girl, I am loving your look. You are beautiful. And she turns around with a big smile and she's like, thank you. It's my birthday. Oh, Happy birthday. She's like, thanks. I'm 30. I'm really excited. And she was just super, super cute and bubbly. And I turned around to use the bathroom because that's why you're there. And I was like, um, I, I know you don't know me, but can I give you a birthday present? And she's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I open up my purse and I like think about her for a moment and I reach in and I had all three with me and I reach in and I take um, one of them out and it's, I'm glad that you are here. Mm. And I gave it to her and I said, I hope you have a really good birthday. And she looks at it and she's like, you just carry these around. <laughs> and I said well I I wanted to um, write a thoughtful letter to someone and so I I did and I, I sat down and I wrote this and I haven't come across anyone in the last few days where I was inspired to give it to someone until I met you and so I feel inspired to give you this message and she was so happy and she like held it to her chest and said thank you so much and she went on her way Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. First of all, I don't like hanging out in bathrooms. Like I will literally be the person who stays in the stall until everyone leaves the bathroom. Cause for some reason, I think it's weird to be talking in the bathroom. Like, I don't need to know what you just did or what you're about to go do. That's like private time. <laughs> so Britannia, I'm not with you on that. You used to do that you and your friends our work at Aki Farm, we used to work there and you guys would always hang out in the bathroom talking about stuff. I'm like, nope, I'm not hanging out in here. It's a special place. Magical things happen. Not everyone needs to know what they are. But um, that was an amazing experience. And I'm so glad you did. And you you gave out a second one, right? So yeah. this is not you're not done. So I want to keep not hearing done. it. So um, so I had the other one and I, you know, again, like had been on walks, Jason and I went on a two hour walk on Easter and I came across several people, but I didn't bring my purse and cause it was a walk. I just didn't think about it. Uh, so there were other opportunities where I was like, dang, I wish I had this opportunity to give. And I've been thinking about the person, like who, who needs love, who needs a message? Who can I help? Like, I'm just so ready to give of my heart and of my message. And uh, I ran into a lady uh, just yesterday in the elevator in my building. And she, there were a couple of people in the elevator and, you know, each person getting off on each floor and she was getting off on my floor and she had a giant McDonald's bag. And I was like, oh, McDonald's, nice, nice dinner choice. I don't eat McDonald's, but I was trying to like connect with this lady. And she was like, honestly, I don't eat McDonald's. I'm just delivering this. 
And I was like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I don't really eat fast food that often either. Um, she's like, but you know, I do love their French fries. And so, you know, we chatted for a little bit and she was trying to find the apartment that she was dropping off the food to. And we talked about Taco Bell bringing uh, a new Mexican pizza back. We talked about fast food and she went on her way and I uh, saw her go down the hall and I was like, oh, she's so cool. Like, I feel like I should give her one of my cards. And I was like, well, I'm at, I'm at home. So I run into my apartment. I grab my purse. I think about her and I reach <laughs> in and I grab the, you are the hero of your story and um, run out to the hall and she's right in front of my door. And I was like, hey, um, and she's like, sorry, I'm trying to find the apartment that I need to go to. And I was like, um, I know this is a bit unorthodox and strange, but um, I feel inspired to give you this letter. May I give this to you? And she's like, really? Yes, I would love to take your letter. <laughs> he took my letter and she's like, thanks so much. And I was like, yeah, take care. See you. And she went and delivered and I went back inside. And so who knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> I love that. That is so fun. And how did you feel about it? I I felt like I wanted to do it more. I felt like I, in those two moments, I was able to offer, you know, something of myself, hopefully something inspiring, hoping that they'll feel loved and engaged, but also they were so open to receive these two people. I will never see again. We're so excited. I didn't have either one of them wasn't like, mm, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't want your crap, whatever that is. No, they were excited and lit up. And I felt so energized afterwards. I had this adrenaline, like who else, who else needs a letter? <laughs> That's so awesome. What about you, Johanna? Did you have a similar experience? Ooh, uh, no. Um, <laughs> um I I wish I wrote my letters sooner um because we only went to the store once and I didn't have I didn't write my letters yet when we went and that would have been a great time I could have given my letter to that lady that was selling me pants <laughs> didn't um no and I realized I um between work across family and life I wasn't really going out I was just going from one destination to the other without really meeting any new people. And so I was thinking like, what can I do to get out there? Um, I already went to the store, so I don't need to go. And um, I realized I don't really know my neighbors. I know my immediate neighbors right next door to me and right across from me. Um, and I, I talk to them all the time. We all, you know, give each other food and they're the best neighbors. <laughs> Shout out to Johanna's neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you first asked us to do this dare, I immediately thought of one neighbor in particular, but then you kept on explaining to give it to a stranger. So I was like, well, I'm still going to write to her because she's been on my mind anyway. So I wrote her a personal letter and dropped it off at her door. And then um, I grabbed my other letters and I made sure that I wanted to write um just whatever came to my mind and the things that came to my mind were actually similar to Britannia's I had a letter saying um thank you for being here you're here for the right reasons and things like that 
I had another letter saying, thank you for being you. And I kind of went along with the theme of saying, thank you. And I kind of turned them into thank you letters. And so I just grabbed my, my two girls, put them in our bright neon orange stroller and pushed them around to the, to the neighbors. And I really don't know anyone. We have a huge neighbor and we're all in townhouses. So we're all like really tight. We have a lot of neighbors. And so I just went to whoever inspired me. And there was one house that looked interesting just because they, they seemed like they had a lot of kids. And I'm like, okay, their house has to be stressful. They need some love. And so I dropped a note there. Um, and then I went a couple places. And while I was walking, I, I saw this lady and she was parked outside. And I think she was like at a friend's house, but she was in her car. And I was like, she's been here a while. Maybe... I can walk up to her and give her a letter and I start walking up to her and she drives away. And I was like, all right, missed opportunity. It's fine. Um, or she just didn't need it, right? It wasn't. Meant yeah, for yeah, exactly. It was meant for someone else. And so and she wasn't ready for it. Exactly. But it just got me thinking. I wrote on, I wrote on the letters on the card. I wrote our dare to try and I wrote the episode. I wrote 21 and 22. Um, because if, if they do end up listening, I want them to know that like we're thinking of them. I don't know who you are. I don't know how you reacted, but we're thinking of you and you were an inspiration of some way or form. Um, and it just also resonated with me. I, I learned that I write better than I talk. I tend to ramble and stutter and I am a lot better at writing and that I need to do it more. So it's a good learning experience for me. Oh, I love that. I love that you uh, went to your neighbors, you know, cause we talk about people that we don't know and we're surrounded by people we don't know. You don't have to go across town. You don't have to have a pen pal in another country. There, we're surrounded by strangers. Um, so I love that, that resource and that you didn't give up, even though you only went to the store once this week. Yeah, I agree. I think we could even piggyback off of this dare and dare our listeners to go meet their neighbors. Cause I bet most people don't know their neighbors and what a blessing it is to know your neighbors. I mean, you want to know if you have trustworthy people by you, you want to know if you know, if there's an emergency, if you can drop your kids off at the neighbor's house, or if there's a pedophile by you, like, like you know, you want to check your registry. Like, I think it's important to know your neighbors. I think it would be, you know, just to an extra to this, to, to meet your neighbors. Um, unless you live in the country like me and you don't have any neighbors except for horses and cows. Go meet them horses and cows. <laughs> well, I mean, I could just drive down the road and then those will be the neighbors. But yeah, I think that's an awesome experience, Johanna. And I do love your writing and I love what you posted. And um, I think you and Britannia both have a gift for writing. So thank you for doing that dare. It was so awesome. How um, was uh, your week, Annika? Yeah, so I when I came up with this day, I knew I wanted to write to another mother and I've never received a letter from another mother like this from a stranger. But I remember I was nursing in public in the middle of Ikea. I say Ikea. So our listeners know what I'm talking about, but we say <laughs> Ikea, you know what I mean? Um, when you grow up in Europe, <laughs> um, but I was nursing in the middle of the cafeteria area that you eat. I, 
think I had a cover on, but kids don't really keep it on. And it didn't really matter to me anyway. I was just trying to be respectful to other people. And this lady came up to me with this printed card, the size of a, a business card. And it said something like, thank you so much for breastfeeding in public. You're being an example for other women to be brave enough to do the same. And I just was like, thank you so much. Like nursing's so hard. And, like, and I, I felt so much comfort. I was worried because people had come up to me before and said the opposite. Like, please don't do that here. Like, give me the look. And so I thought she was going to come right up to me and say, I can't believe you're doing that here. But she did it. And she gave me like this sweet thing. And so I knew that I wanted to write a letter to another mom because women supporting women is important. And then I think there's this other group of moms supporting moms and that we, we all fall into this category of like, it is hard and we need each other and we need to know that we're not alone. And so I wrote that with that intention of just saying, first of all, you are doing an amazing thing and your kids are lucky to have you. You are enough. You are beautiful. And I did like a whole page front and back just saying, you know, you are making the world a better place. Being a mom is the toughest job in the world and it's not easy and it's okay to not feel like you're doing a great job, but you are, you really are. And I've been there. I've had postpartum depression and I've overcome it by doing X, Y, Z. Um, anyway, I just wanted you to know that. And if this doesn't resonate with you, please pass this on to another mom that you think it would. Cause I didn't know who I was going to give it to. Um, and there's, you know, lots of things, but I really like beefed it up and I had this intention like, okay, I'm going to go find a mom to give it to someone. Um, and I, I packed it up. I put it in an envelope that said from one mom to another. And then I wrote it the day before. And then the next day I ran some errands on my lunch break and I went driving around and I said a prayer and I just said, okay, heavenly father, I just wrote this letter. And I want it to be for another mom who really needs to hear this message. And I need you to show me which house needs, like, which house has a mom in it <laughs> and, and which of them really need it. And I need you to do it now because I'm driving to a neighborhood right now. <laughs> Come on, so, Dad, get on that. Yeah. And I, I have the faith that he would answer because this is something that is a good thing and so I wasn't worried about it. So I, I already thought I'm like, okay, I already know of a neighborhood I'm going to go to. That's where I feel pulled to. And I started driving and I'm just looking at each house and I'm thinking, no, no. And I am thinking for not just feeling base. I'm looking for minivans and like slides and trampolines, you know, clues that there's children in the house and also feeling pulled. And I saw one and I thought, no, not that one. And then I immediately looked to my left and saw a big trampoline in the back. And it was like a smaller house. And I thought, yes, that one. So I flipped to Yui and I went over there and I knocked on her door, complete stranger. I didn't drop it. I wanted to talk to her and I knocked on her door and I said, I, hi. And she looked at me. She was just like, hi, she smiled. And then she looked at me like, who are you? <laughs> like, why are you in my house? And I just said, hey, and she didn't speak English very well. <laughs> so I don't know if she even could read my letter, but I, I assume her kids could maybe help her, but she understood a little bit. And I said, Hey, I know this is really weird, but I, I wrote this letter from one mom to another, and I really just want to give it to you. And if you're the mom of the house, I, I want you to have this letter. And she's like, just any, anyone, any mom. And I said, yeah, I'm a mom. And I want, I want to give you a letter. And she's like, okay okay, thanks. And um, her kid was there and she, she was like surprised. And she also looked like 
to me, I mean, I might be biased, but she looked really grateful. Like, wow, thank you. Like somebody is aware of my existence, you know? And I think often moms feel alone and whether she can understand it or not, I don't know, but um, she left smiling. I left smiling. And I had the same experience like you, Britannia. I was thinking, who else needs a letter? And I, I'm like, I got to do this again. This feels so good. And the best part about it is not just, you know, it was great giving her this letter, but part of these dares is what we learn from it. And immediately after, I just felt so much like joy. Like I almost had like an emotional response. And like the spirit was kind of talking to me or God or the universe or inner self, however you want to look at it. It was talking to me and saying, you know, you, you did this for a year and a half. You served a religious mission and you knocked on strangers doors. But the difference is I wasn't coming with scriptures or prayers or anything. I came with a letter, my own words. And so what was the same was the feeling though. And the feeling was the act of service. And then that voice whispered to me what uh, Tony Robbins says, this, the, the secret to living is giving. And I just started crying in the car. And I was like, this is what it's about. Like, this is why I feel so much joy and why it feels so good. It's not because... I'm saying a prayer with them, although that's great. It's not because I'm reading a scripture, although that's great. It's not because I'm trying to get them to join a church, although that's great. It's not that I'm trying to sell them something, although that's great. It's that I'm serving them. Whether she could understand me or not, the intention was there was to serve someone and help them feel good. And it's just like a, such a good reminder, like, oh, the secret of living is giving. That's what it's about. That's what we're here for is to serve each other, to lift them up, to not think of ourselves. In that moment, I wasn't thinking of myself at all. I was completely 100% focused on her and it felt so dang good. Oh, Annika, I love that your letter was specific, not just to another person, but to another mother. And I love that you were inspired to bring it to a lady that you don't, you don't know you know, you drove to a neighborhood, talk about effort that you were like, I am on a mission. You know, I just waited till the, these other people cross my paths, but you were like, no, I'm finding the person who needs this. And you have no idea that the life that you touched, but I have no doubt that you helped her feel seen, not just as a woman or as a person, but as a mother. And I love what you said about Tony Robbins, about the the meaning of life is giving and I'm getting like emotional just thinking about this and, and the joy that not only you were able to give, but you were also able to feel. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. And so I, I immediately drove back to work because I was like on my lunch break and I was about to write another letter and I was like, oh, this is like addicting. I want to go again. And I end up getting caught up at work, but I actually, I'm planning on doing it again. Like, I think that just, it felt so good. I haven't been able to serve people because we just get so caught up. And this is a very simple way to serve someone, to write a heartfelt letter. And so many people can be impacted with a few words and just follow your intuition of who, who needs that. And you can really feel good in your heart and just really make the world a better place. So 
yeah, I just, I loved this dare and I, I'm definitely going to be doing it again. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a good thought. What if we always kept a personal letter? You know, what if I think about, I remember there was this old man that I came across in high school who, I don't know if I was at a bus stop or where I was, but I was stopped somewhere in a public area, you know, waiting. So I had time and, and he was there and he chit chatted with me about the weather, you know, whatever it was, you know, I think I'd maybe one of my like sport bags, what sport I was playing. And he said that he wanted to give me something. And he gave me a little card that had a big smiley face on it. And on the other side, it said uh, something like, um, giving you positive love today. I'm glad you're here. God bless. And it was just like a business card. And I remember being like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's for you. I'm like, thanks. And he's like, and I encourage you to pass it on when you feel inspired. So it wasn't just for me to keep. He wanted to give it and then he wanted me to give it. And I thought, what a cool idea. It isn't just, you know, the one person that we're helping, but if one person is able to help another person that inspires them to help another person, I mean, we can heal the world. Mm -hmm. I love that. It kind of makes me want to like laminate either like a postcard or a small letter or something. Like, even if it was just like the size of like a little piece of paper but just so it's kept so that it'll be that letter for me, it'd probably be for other moms and then say, now pass this on to another mom that you think needs it. And I would love to see where that goes and how cool it'd be if I got it back. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later. <laughs> that would be really cool. Oh, that's so cool. And so it sounds like we all gained additional value. You know, like we, we never see it coming. We all know that you know, doing these stairs, we learned something new, but it, it just seems like we gained a little bit more extra this last week. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. So with that, we have a new dare. Uh, Johanna, do you have the new dare? Improvise. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I have the dare, but let's start with the truth before we jump right into it. So truth, it's April, it's spring. Do you do spring cleaning? Tell the truth. Do you? <laughs> no, I, I don't do specific like, oh, it's spring. The weather's good. I'm going to do all the cleaning unless there's like a bulk cleanup. But I'm like a minimalist, so I am constantly throwing stuff away, constantly reorganizing, but I like the idea of spring cleaning, especially for something that maybe needs deep cleaning or like a garage or storage room that needs to be rearranged. I don't think I've ever done that specifically because it was spring. Mm. Do you do um, any other cleaning? Like, do you do fall cleaning? Christmas cleaning or is it just cleaning and purging all the time yeah I think I just purge all the time now with that said I have little kids so my house is usually messy <laughs> so I feel like I'm constantly cleaning and it's still messy so but no I don't think I have like this moment like okay this weekend we're gonna do this thing I mean I did at mom and dad's house 
mm-hmm. where I'd say, okay, I'm coming over and we're going through the garage. Johanna's done that. You've done it. Like we've all done that at their house, but they've been in that house a lot longer. They have a lot more stuff. So it's a little bit different. So maybe if I had more things and I wasn't th- so throwaway happy, I would do a spring cleaning. Do you guys do spring cleaning? Yeah. You oh. want to tell her? <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a normal person. Of course I do spring cleaning. <laughs> okay. What does spring cleaning look like for you, Johanna? Well, so it's not always just in spring. It's just when I start to see like a layer of dust. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like all right everyone drop what they're doing our house is a pigsty time to clean it up and Caden is actually really fun to clean with he has a drill that screws on like a scrub brush and it just gives him another excuse to whip out his tools and he brings that thing everywhere he is cleaning the bathtub and the toilet everywhere in the bathroom the kitchen he is just, he has all these different attachments. Um, he Sounds just, amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's really fast too. Um, I love it. And then he loves staying busy. He loves checklists. He loves showing off his muscles. And so spring cleaning <laughs> is just like everything up his alley. And he loves the outdoor cleaning too. He gets a new lawnmower. He got his... Um, weed whacker the leaf blower like any kind of tool he can get um he's all bound for and so even today right before we started our podcast he was out mowing the lawn and weed whacking and everything and he's like it's springtime time to do some spring yard work and he's just, he gets so excited and it makes me so happy so we like it um it helps that we live in a place that has like an HOA type thing. I'm not the biggest fan of HOA, but it is nice that they have requirements and they kind of help you get motivated because sometimes you get a little lazy and um, you're not always motivated. But when you know that someone's about to inspect your yard, you're like, all right, I better, I better clean up or else I'm going to get fined. So. <laughs> I mean, that's my excuse for having people over is if I know that I'm going to have people over, I know I'm going to deep clean the house and I don't have people over all the time. So it's an excuse to not just do a quick once over in the bathroom, but let's really, you know, get the corners, get the baseboards, make sure that everything is washed and clean and tidy. I also live with someone who enjoys cleaning Jason has that same attachment for his drill. Yes. <laughs> and I, I remember when he showed me, he was so excited. We were, you know, dating. We were probably together a year. We weren't quite living together yet, but he was like, Hey babe, I cleaned the bathroom. Come look. And I was like, congratulations. You cleaned your bathroom. But he was so excited because he used this drill attachment and he was like, look, it's really easy. And he like puts it on and he shows me how he like scrubbed the whole shower. Bathroom was glistening. He's like, look, I got the hard water stains off. And I was like, good. Now I can use that shower. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, but I, I enjoy, um, cleaning. I do a, a, usually a quick, you know, one, once a week, 
Um, Fridays or Saturdays, depends what I have going on, but a true spring cleaning feels so good. And when I normally do it is when you're going through, or when I'm going through my closet. So you're taking your winter sweaters and your winter clothes, and you're kind of changing out. Even if you don't completely change out your closet, you maybe prioritize your shorts over your pants and your tank tops over your sweatshirts. So it's usually in those moments that I'm like, okay, we need an overhaul. It's springtime. At that same time, I rearrange my furniture. I reorganize my Tupperware. I get rid of vitamins and supplements I don't use anymore. And it feels so good because springtime is a time of renewed energy and rebirth and opening ourselves up to something new and exciting. And I think as we get rid of things, we then invite that space and energy into our lives. Oh, I totally agree with that. I think it becomes like addicting too. And I think that's why I'm always getting rid of things because if you, it's like out with the old and in with the new. And if you're just holding on to the old, you're probably holding on to your emotions too, or holding on to grudges. But if you could get rid of your physical things, then you're probably likely to get rid of emotional things as well. And so, yeah, I love it. I agree. It feels so good. I remember Bertani, you called me, or maybe it was the both of us. I can't remember, but you were talking about how I think it was sweeping or vacuuming. And it was right when you were kind of going through this like grand awakening for yourself, we were just like becoming more woke and more self-aware. And you were just like, guys, I was (laughs) sorry. I just think it's so funny because I was like, yeah, but you're like, guys, I was sweeping. And not only was I sweeping all the stuff out, but I felt like it was sweeping the negative energy away. And it was just so funny because you're so excited about it. And Johanna was like, wow, that's awesome. And I was just like, doesn't everybody feel like this? <laughs> but I just remember like how excited you were about, it was either sweeping or vacuuming. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do, I do. So it's funny you bring that up. There was um, the first time I ever noticed it was before I became you know, more self-aware, before I went on this journey. I, uh, I worked at a little compounding pharmacy in a hospital, an ophthalmology uh, pharmacy, and we compounded products for eye surgery. And there was this guy that would come in and he would clean. And it was not necessarily every day that he was there. I think it was like twice a week. And he would, you know, mop the floors and we're still in there taking care of patients. And he would take the garbage. And I remember one day when he came in, And I was having like a stressful day and, you know, overwhelmed by life and everything that I was really putting on myself, but he came in, he just said, hello. He didn't speak, you know, much English. We didn't talk very much, but he just started to sweep. And I just noticed this calming feeling. And then he mopped and I felt more relaxed. And then he took out the garbage. And I remember this, I remember sitting right behind him as he reached in and took the strap to the garbage and tied it and pulled it out. And as he was pulling the garbage out of the garbage can, I could feel this like weight lift off of me. And I, could, I was like, what is this? And it was the very first time, I know this is so cheesy, but it was the <laughs> very first time that I was able to find that relationship between getting rid of something physical and how it helps you get rid of something emotional. 
That's cool. I don't think it's cheesy. It's just funny, like the way you're excited about things. Like even with the letters, you're like, and then I thought of her. <laughs> like, it was just so funny. And so, but I agree with that. Like there is an energy there and it's powerful. And so if you're going this route with the dare, I'm excited because I think it'll help people, but it, is it a- might be totally different dare. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's I was just wondering. <laughs> the dare is to dance in the rain go uh though we should have a dare where we dance in the rain uh so no you are absolutely right you are hitting it right on target as usual we're on the same energy uh playing field we are going to spring clean our life and the best way to spring clean your life is to start with something physical So I encourage you to, you know, go into your bathroom and throw away the half use shampoo that you don't actually like to throw away the makeup you don't use to go under your sink and get rid of the cleaner that you don't really uh, doesn't really clean or uh, you don't find it, you know, it's fun to use or whatever it is, go through what's Tupperware that even if it's the last one in the cupboard, you avoid at all costs, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. And as you start to get rid of, you know, something in each room, and it doesn't have to be a full overhaul, just look in your kid's room. What's one thing they're not using anymore? Look in your kitchen. What's maybe you need to clean out the fridge. Just start to think what's one thing that's no longer serving you physically. And then what this is going to do is it's going to invite some energy and space of what else do you need to spring clean in your life? Do you go to the grocery store every day because you don't write a list? Do you have relationships in your life that are toxic and not serving you? Is there something else in your life that is needing some spring cleaning? But let's first start with the physical. Cool. So I'm all for this and I have a secret. Oh, so Johanna and I shared a room most of our life living with the parents all three of us have shared rooms before, but it's mostly Johanna and me. And I was a clean freak, right, Johanna? Oh, like yeah. I was, yeah, like I was bossing her around. I was like, your room's a mess. And, or your half of the room was a mess. And Johanna would stuff. <laughs> I don't know if that's a term that everyone else uses, but we use that in our house where she would not put her clothes away. She would put them in the wedge between her wall and the bed. <laughs> You did that too? <laughs> I did that. <laughs> so there's like, there, okay, and along those lines, I'll tell you my secret in a second, but along those lines, Dan told me that as a kid, he <laughs> so gross, he used to pick his nose and between the, the bed and the wall is where all his boogers were and his mom was spring cleaning one time and moved the bed and it was like a wall of boogers. Oh, so, gross. <laughs> so like if you are that person maybe that's your one thing you move the bed away from the wall and, and clean the boogers off the wall <laughs> oh, I, I honestly I did that too all the gross things I probably did oh my <laughs> gosh and I had uh we had roommates that after they moved out, they supposedly cleaned their room and I went in there to make sure it was clean. I am not exaggerating there. These were grown people, a husband and wife that were living with us in our house. There were boogers all over their walls. Like he had like flinged them. They were like low, they were high. There were all four 
walls and I'm just like what in the world who does that and in their bedroom and did the wife not say babe stop like decorating our walls with your boogers like they just live the wife yeah maybe yeah you're right maybe it was but it was and they were like big and bloody and nasty like okay stop (laughs) I'll save for work (laughs) okay I'll tell you my secret so I'm in, I'm a clean freak. I like to get rid of stuff. I like to declutter. But my secret is my bag. I have no idea what is in here. <laughs> and it weighs 20 pounds. <laughs> There's old gum, probably snacks, probably my kids' underwear, you know, old schedules and mail and chapstick and this really cool fork spoon thing. Like... <laughs> Anyway, this is what I'm going to be spring cleaning because everyone knows me as this neat, neat freak person. They have no idea how nasty my purse is. So that's well, my now secret. Well, now they do. The secret <laughs> is now out. <laughs> Uh, I think that's great. Yes. Start with your purse. Um, Start with a junk drawer. I know that I have been staring at my bathroom. Jason has given me free reign to use that bathroom because he uses the other bathroom most of the time. So I've literally taken over. I just start placing things on shelves. I'm like, oh, there's space here. And it is a hot mess. So I'm definitely, I mean, it looks clean on the outside, but just don't open any drawers. And uh, so I'll definitely be starting with that. But I'd like to share that the inspiration besides it being spring, the reason why I wanted us to do this is I, um, this uh, last week, I, I learned that there might be some changes happening in my job. And it was a, uh, an unexpected adjustment and change. And I don't completely know what it's going to look like, but I was so focused on grieving the loss of my, my current job that at first I couldn't see what I was now making space for, what I was now making room for, the opportunity that has now presented itself. And so as we get rid of our physical things, I want you to think about where else do you need to get rid of something to invite new opportunity? Yeah, I love that. That's great inspiration. And it really gets us thinking too. Out with the old, in with the new. Absolutely. Can, so you, say that, can you say that line again? Out with the old, in with the new? No, not that one. <laughs> not for that one. Um, creating space for new things. Yeah, uh, well, I can't say exactly what I said. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we need to create space for new opportunities. So when we say goodbye to something, you make room, right? When you get rid of an old couch, you have room for a new couch. When you break up with a, a boyfriend, you make room for a new relationship. Often we cling so much to what we know, to what is safe, that it no longer serves us and we can't see that. So I encourage you make space, be open to letting go of things that no longer serve you to make new opportunities for growth and change in your life. I like that. I think it's, it's an important perspective because oftentimes when people do get rid of their couch or their boyfriend or whatever, it feels like it's empty and there's like a hole 
and they are fixated on that emptiness instead of looking forward and saying, well, what am I going to put there? What is that opportunity? And so skip the emptiness feeling and get rid of things with purpose, with intention to know that they will be filled and that you won't have to be empty feeling. Oh, I love that. And I think we should hit on that real quick before we, we close this episode. I did not rush out and get a brand new job. I did not immediately make a a new decision. I have decided to sit in this transition and what this looks like, because it's important not to immediately fill that void. You know, we often do that when there is a hole, right? You have, you break up with someone, you date someone new right away, but we want to allow that space. So as I get rid of old shampoo bottles in my bathroom, I'm not going to go purchase 13 new shampoo bottles to fill up what I just got rid of leave the space to invite the opportunity for something new. It'll come, you will attract it and you'll be ready to receive because you've made room for it. Right. I think also it's important to remember that we don't have to fill this, all of the space that we have created Mm -hmm. physically with stuff. Like when you clean off your shelf, Like you said, you don't need 13 bottles. Just go buy one and let it be there. And with your relationships or with planting, like it's springtime, we're going to be doing our gardens now. Um, But you're not going to be putting a plant in to replace and get the exact same tomato that you got last spring. You know, you want to get something better. You want to get something Maybe you want to do pumpkins. I don't know, but you want to make sure that you're getting something that's better than what you did last time. Yeah. And intentional, right? I like that. You don't have to fill every space. Yeah. I think oftentimes if you're anything like me and my husband, we have a hard time thinking when there's too much clutter around us. Like in my office, we just had an event recently and there was just Easter eggs and junk, like just everywhere. I felt like I was just enclosed by it. And it was so difficult to focus. And once it was all gone, it was like, Oh, I feel like my lungs can literally expand more. And I think that's a very energetic aspect of that when we are so cluttered and shut in. And if we get rid of something and then just fill it all up again, then I feel like it will be harder to concentrate, harder to breathe because if everything's energy, we're not leaving space for new thoughts and inspiration too. Oh, 100%. I mean, when you go to create something, a a new dinner, uh, maybe it's an arts and craft, maybe it's um, whatever it is that you like to create floral arrangements, you can't start on a full table. You first, what do you do when you're going to do paint night with your kids? You first clean up the table, right? If the table's not already clean so that you can then create a space where you can create. So you're absolutely right that you, you can't, you know, build in a space that already has something there. Exactly. So with that, this has been another wonderful episode with the dare to try, uh, podcast. I'm so glad that you guys were here. I'm so excited for this dare. I'm really excited to see what you spring clean in your life. Uh, both physically. Ooh, we should have a before and after. Ooh, you want me to show my dirty, messy bathroom on? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'll reveal the contents of my purse. Okay. In the aftermath. Okay. I love it. I'll do it. I'm up for the challenge. I'll be vulnerable. I'll show my 17 shampoo bottles. Johanna, she's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know what I'm going to show you. So we'll find out. But yeah, open, you know, create the physical space. And then I am looking forward to how you also create other space in your life, relationships, financially, spiritually, you know, maybe there's a, a, a spiritual practice that doesn't serve you anymore. Um, maybe there's a, a relationship that you have to say goodbye to. Like, this isn't just the physical, the physical to get us moving, but let's also truly spring clean our life. I accept. I accept. And I accept. So with that, thank you so much for listening. It's been another wonderful episode with the Dare to Try podcast. Thank you. We'll see you again soon. Bye, guys. Thanks.